Good evening and welcome on into another episode of Outdoor Adventures right here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5 and anywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. I'm your host, Average Everyday Outdoorsman and two-time about-to-be-challenged reigning bottle bass champion, Stan Poggle, and my co-host, legendary guide and freshwater fishing Hall of Famer, Chris Kudak on the line. How we doing, bud? Everybody out there was was hunting today, and I know you were as well. And I I, I just want before we get started here, I just want to let all the listeners know uh, you can send your care packages of of venison and and, and deer sticks and pepper sticks to uh, sixteen hundred Utica Avenue South, St. Louis Park, Minnesota, Suite five hundred, in care of Stan Poggle. So there yeah, you go, Kudak. Yeah, yeah, but the worst part is your neighbors would probably get them. But, it, it, you know, it's not a bad weekend for deer. A little windy, a little chilly, but it's not not bad sitting in the stand. Lots of deer moving. Uh, lots of orange. I, I, You know, this week, it seemed like Wednesday, the you know, people are all going to their deer hunting woods or deer land. And, you know, I hope everybody shoots a couple of deer, have, has a good time, nobody gets in trouble. And, uh, you know, the best part is it's, I believe there's people ice fishing up in northern Minnesota already with the cool weather we've been having. Oh, I can believe it, but you talk about the blaze orange. It's it's almost like a season here. It's it's like a second Halloween. We just had Halloween here a couple of weeks ago, and that was a little chilly as well. And the temp's been down, I guess, compared to average anyway. They're 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 a little cool, but you know, it's always that time of the year. Got the blaze orange stocking caps on, the blaze orange gloves, the blaze orange bibs, everything. Yeah, yeah, well, I got the I got the, the the camouflage coveralls on and the and the blaze orange vest, and I I get out there early enough where uh, I sit in the dark for a few hours and I wait for everybody else to come out and push the deer across the river and across the big swamps and and then I take my pick of what I want to shoot and so far I uh, I've seen a few that were maybe shootable and my kid he 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 passed a couple so I think tomorrow it'll be a It'll be a whack a, whack a few because there's a couple that are, are are we got in the camera that are pretty good deer. So yeah, I think they'll show up tomorrow and and we'll get them. So and we got old Ron Sher hunting on the river down there. Oh I boy! If he's seen any yet or 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 he's probably taking a nap. He's probably sleeping in the stand already. Uh, I'll be talking to him. He, he could be in eating a hot dish or something too. You know. Exactly, but yeah, it's a great time of the year, and uh, hopefully, if you're out there hunting here. Uh, today, and if you didn't get one today, well, there's always tomorrow, right? Yeah, well, we got we got a week here, and over on the other side of the highway, they got two weeks. And, you know, if you can't get them with the rifle, you got the bow and arrow season yet. You still got muzzleloader after this, so I mean, you could hunt right up till Christmas. And, you know, people, if you get if people listen, if you get a big deer, or you, or your, your kid shoots a deer, shoot us a picture on our Facebook on Outdoor Adventures webpage so everybody can get a look at it. Yeah, that would be awesome. So just go search Outdoor Adventures on Facebook, and you feel free to post your deer pics on there. And even if you didn't get a deer and you had a good, uh, funny picture from deer camp, I'm sure there's always antics going on uh, in the ice house with my fishing buddies. So I'm sure it's no different with the deer hunters out there. There's, I'm sure there's a lot of shenanigans going on out there. Oh, you bet there's a, you know, you get, if you get four or five guys or ten guys in a deer camp up in the woods there, you know somebody's gonna get short sheeted or get yeah. their toes set on fire or or something's gonna happen. That's right. You got to burn that lint off those socks too once in a while. Keep the hot foot going. But 
Yeah, it should be a good weekend for that. And like you mentioned, ice forming already up in the Northwoods. And it's just unbelievable the temperatures we've had now for us that love ice fishing. I mean, we're kind of chomping at the bit because we're ready to, you know, put away the summer stuff and, and getting those ice rods ready. So I, I'm ready whenever they are. Well, you know, I've been putzing around here for, for a few days and getting deer hunting stuff ready and then uh, also grabbing ice fishing stuff and putting that out and doing this and doing that because I remember years ago back up at West Shore when I was working up there at Black's at the resort, Thanksgiving we were out fishing in the bay. We had enough ice, we'd pull big skid houses out there with snowmobiles to get them out to where we wanted to go and we'd be out, you know, we wouldn't let no cars drive, but you could take a four-wheeler or a snowmobile out there and, you know, early ice, I mean, these little lakes will freeze up their lock up. I mean, it's been, it's been getting cold. It was 15 degrees here this morning. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's cooling that water down. It won't take much to get a skim across it and, you know, a guy can be walking out there. Yeah, I don't want to get too excited, though, because that's what happened last year. I remember uh, out on Minnetonka and then Black Lake, or just adjacent there, where there was ice, and then it warmed up. You know, there was a good couple, three inches of ice, and I was just about ready to go out, and then it warmed up the next day and totally destroyed it. And then it took another week or two to freeze back up, and then we got another warm spell, and it melted again. So it basically froze, you know, when it normally freezes so I, I don't want to get too excited yet because i don't want to be let down like i was last year but like you mentioned years ago i think it was when i first moved here to the metro area and i believe that was either a day or two before or after thanksgiving and i was out on black lake that time and and uh did very well i may add and well, so you know you, i never have you know never that, know that this global warming's got something to do with all this, you know. And uh, you know, <laughs> did we go. have a fall? No. Did we have an Indian summer? No. So I don't know. We got some global warming going on here. So thanks, President or Vice President, Ex President Gore, whatever. We <laughs> scammed everybody on that deal. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that. That's a whole nother show if we get into that. But we're uh, another thing I wanted to mention too. I, I noticed a lot of the, especially up in your neck of the woods and Northwest, they had so much rain that. You know, these folks that were maybe planning on hunting some some state land, sounds like they had one heck of a time because a lot of the, the trails going in and out of there are either waterlogged or, or muddied up. And, and so, you know, if you haven't been out there yet, make sure you check that out too because it sounds like uh, stuff is pretty wet up there. Well, I'll put it like this. It's like here a couple of years ago. People show up to their deer woods, and here they clear cut the woods, and they go go try to walk to their deer stand. Well, there's no deer stand there. There's nothing. It's a field because they clear cut it, and yeah, you know, you 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 got to get there, you know, a couple of weeks, three, four weeks before to make sure what you're what you're doing. See if you got deer sign. I mean, you get a lot of these guys that we were talking about this the other day. To how many guys come up to deer clamp and never open their suitcase and put their orange on, or or even not look at their gun? They just get you know get to get out of the house and they go have yep. a good time. <laughs> Which is fine too. Yeah, but I mean, I I go out and I got uh, you know a month before, two months before, and look look what's going on in the woods. And usually we got to cut a bunch of trees out of the trails because the trees are blowing over with the wind storms and all the rain we've had. So you know we we got to go out and work on our stuff and then mark trails and, and put deer cam- you know the cameras out and, and make sure what's going on. And you know a lot of a lot of these guys show up and 
boy, where's my deer stand? <laughs> you know, they yeah. go out the day before, and now they got nowhere to go. I mean, that's... Uh, well, that's when, that's when you just go back to deer camp and have some fun, like you mentioned earlier. But uh, just wanted to uh, let people know about that a little bit. And also, I know this will be a hot topic for you, but I noticed they had that uh, Mille Lacs, uh, regulation meeting here, so we should be hearing any day now about the winter regulations on Mille because they just had that Miflac meeting here on the 7th here a couple of days ago. So... Um, what what do you th- I mean I know we'll probably hear here in the next few days but I mean I don't see it changing too much I mean do you think we're going to get one again this year or you think they're going to drop it back to none or maybe we get two this year or three No we'll get we'll get one fish eh, you know it'll be yeah it'll be same as last year there, there's so much politics up there with the with that stuff that I don't even I you know I, they're running the businesses out of they're running resorts out of there I mean yeah, everybody knows what's going on with the, with the natives and the netting and the casinos and this and that. You know, it's it's the it's the native DNR telling our DNR what to do and our DNR, you know, when you look at our governor, lieutenant governor, and, and our DNR. Yeah, there's no there's no help for the sportsmen in this state, none whatsoever. It's it's gonna it's 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 so much politics and stuff. I just you know what let them ruin let them ruin the lake. Let them do this. Let them do that. Pretty soon people will stop going to their casinos and people will stop doing this and people will stop buying deer licenses and hunting licenses. People will start going to other states where they can where they can be treated fairly and get a limit of fish. I mean, you go from six fish to zero to one. You know, something wrong with our DNR. We will maybe get into that a little bit more deeper in the final segment here on Outdoor Adventures and maybe even chat a little bit. We've chatted a lot in the past about different limits and regulations on different lakes, so maybe get into the you know, let's just do a statewide limit across the board. Maybe we'll get into that here a little bit later, too. And we got some good news from the West Tonka Walleye Program. And I also had a chance to uh, get in touch with the Lake Sarah Association down there in the southwest portion of the state, kind of oh, down there south of Marshall, Worthington, in that area. And uh, we'll talk about that and what they are doing as well. But uh, good news there for anglers. We'll get into that and some more news from the outdoors coming up in the final segment. But we got our good friend Joe Bricko coming up next. We haven't chatted with him, I think, since spring, so I'm sure we got a lot of walleye fishing to talk about. And he had that big expo uh, down in Lakeville here a couple of weeks ago, so I'm sure he'll have plenty to chat about. And I heard he has some new gear again. Yes, I believe he's got some new rods or, or uh, he's got – some tape or something for holding the reels on and rods and spring bobbers. And, you know, he's got the boys, Parsons and Cabias and all them. They're, uh, they're designing, helping them design stuff. And, you know, they're pretty, pretty smart fellows over there. And they do a good job with their rods and all their, all their new techniques and tactics. And so it'll be interesting to see what Joe, what Joe's got coming up for this winter. So we will do that next when Outdoor Adventures returns. We'll chat with uh, founder Joe Bricko of JT Outdoor Products and all the great custom rods and uh, products they have there when we return here on Outdoor Adventures on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 1035, and anywhere in the world on the free iHeartRadio app.
Always be aware of that darn radar gun, right, Kudak? Oh, yeah, you gotta watch them. The boys are some sneaky dogs. Yeah, they will get you. They'll be hiding everywhere uh, in this deer opening weekend. I'm Stan Paga alongside my good pal, legendary guy in Freshwater Fishing Hall of Famer, Chris Kudak. And we're gonna chat more fishing here, Kudak. Got our good buddy Joe Bricko from JT Outdoor Products joining us right now. And, Joe, it's been a been a long summer for you on the water, it sounds like. You made the National AIM Series, and how did that end up turning out? Oh, it was it was a busy summer, but uh, it, it turned out great. Yeah, we did make the, the national championship, and it was in uh, it was in North Dakota this year on uh, the Missouri River, uh, the Oahe system. And um, yeah, we we came out of there as a as a team, uh, taking first uh, first, second, and fourth place. So. Wow. It hasn't really gone a, a whole lot better, but well, it was a it was a pretty daunting task trying to break down that that river system. Uh, none of us had ever been on it before. So, well, you were talking earlier about how you actually did that, and I'm like, you are nuts. I mean, just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as just a normal fisherman like I, you know, kind of the weekend warrior type, if you want to call it, you know, the the stuff you guys go through to to catch fish. It's a no wonder you catch so many fish more than I do. <laughs> yeah, we we really approach it like like business, and you know, in, in business, you got your your proven process, and you follow the process and have discipline to it, and you know, you have you have success in in the end, and we we really we really ran it that way, and I think we had to because we show up out there and we've realized that the the South Dakota state line. Um, all the way up until where our northern boundaries w- were was over 90 miles. <laughs> so you start thinking about how you're going to do that in four days, and you really need to have a structured process around that, or you're you're gonna you're just gonna spin your wheels, and it's gonna be a real tough thing for you. So what do you do first? You, you first sit down with a map and kind of game plan it, or do you just go out and start pitching jigs, or what do you do? <laughs> Yeah, so what we do and how we how we approach it as as a team, and we were fortunate enough to have all of our all of our teammates make it. And you have to be within the top ten for that from the accumulative points from the year past. So that was that was the, really the first big accomplishment. That's really the, the biggest story before we ever arrived there is is having that happen. So it ended up being six of us. So we did have some strength in, in numbers there. So that 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 helped. But what what we did is. We, we did all the research we could ahead of time and uh, leading up to a week before you're, you're, you're allowed by the rules to, to talk to anybody um, before that, before that week of practice. And then once you get into that, you can only, you can only talk to your immediate teammates. You can't harbor any information or knowledge from guides or local bait shops or, or your mom, or anybody. Um, you just, you, you can't, you can't be talking about the, the fish rate all within that, within that practice period. Uh, so what we did is we gained all the information we could, and then we we all brought our own boats. So we ended up with uh, with six boats, and we broke the lake down into into regions. And each person was was dedicated, or each teammate was dedicated to a certain region. So I was way on the on the southern end of of the system, and my other teammate um, Chuck Assey was uh, had the very northern region. After the first day, we realized that we were 89 miles apart when we started. <laughs> so there was a lot to break down in between. But everyone dedicated to their, their regions for those, those first two days. 
we just compared the results. We just said, okay, we've, we've all dedicated the same amount of time for, for two, two straight days. What area is producing the best? And then we took that, and then all of us applied our efforts for the last two days to the area that was the best. So we kind of drilled down that way. So are you fishing jigs, uh, crank baits? Stru- you're, I'm sure you're fishing structure in the river, but uh, wing dams and ed- eddies and current and all that stuff. But what, what, what was your best tactic out there? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. It, 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 there was really two, two parts to it there, Chris. It, it, we could fish the, the river, which is the far, far northern half, which was all the talk was the, the winter's going to come out of the river. It's going to come out of the river. But they were dropping the water so fast that the river didn't end up playing into it because you couldn't get to certain areas. In fact, we, we beached the boat at one point in time, and then the water got so skinny you couldn't even, you couldn't even navigate parts of it. Um, so it ended up being a, um, a game where it was, it was one in the lake. And it's, it's kind of interesting on that, that fishery. There's, there's real big migration, and it's all about the bait fish. Uh, the bait fish will, will leave that, that system um, in early spring after the spawn. And a lot of those big fish follow into uh, South Dakota. So there's kind of a mass, mass exodus. So it's, there's a lot of dead water, which is kind of hard mentally to, to work through when it's, there's that much dead water and you have, you have 90 miles to cover in four days. We ended up finding a, you know, a feeder arm, really a creek that was coming into the main part of the lake. And it was just different enough that it was holding fish for a little bit longer than the lake was basically vacated. So we fished, it was called uh, Beaver Creek. It's just um, just basically a back bay where a creek comes into the lake. We just found some stuff that was a little bit different. It was some darker water, so it was, it was warming up. Uh, it held some, some different kind of forage. Again, the minnows kind of leave. So those, those, a lot of the fish follow those minnows out of there. Uh, but this particular bay, I believe they're feeding on other stuff because it had a muddy bottom. There's probably some little perch in there and some aquatic things happening. So it just was kind of a little diamond in the rough that, that held, you know, the right fish. And we just focused on that. But we really found that through our process. And, and now that you're, you're all done with your summer deal, you know, it's getting to the favorite time of the year when everybody's looking for. You, you got... You just had a sports show here a week or so ago down down in Lakeville, and it, I heard you had a good crowd. I was going to try to make it down there, but then I had some companies show up, and I never did did get down there to see your new products and everything. What what do you have new from from uh, your guys for the winter stuff? Yeah, so we did have our, our first inaugural um, event. Uh, we really hosted our own trade show. We called it the, the Winter Reveal. And, really, and this was down in Lakeville, so we rented out the Heritage Center. And really our focus there was to, was to bring uh, new products uh, and showcase, showcase new, new products. Everyone likes new stuff. I mean, every year you're like, ah, oh, what's, what's new out there? So we really wanted to focus on that. So we showed some of our new products, which I'll, I'll get into. And then we also wanted to make it real, real educational. Um, I've been I've been seeing that there's a lot of shows. I mean, it seems like there's more and more popping up all the time. You know, every weekend there's a show starting in, in October, and it seems like the focus is really on tackle pedaling. You know, it's show up, get two for one price on jigs, and it's you know, you know, get uh, get new apparel or, or whatever have you. It's really geared on on uh, on product and, and tackle pedaling. 
we wanted to change that. So what we did is we, we made the focus about education. We brought in some real high-end anglers. We had we had Robert Blosser there and Brett King and Joey Okada, Max Wilson, some guys that have had a lot of success in the last few years on the NWT, some other AIM anglers, a whole long list of guides. Then we made it free entrance. So we really, our mission was to, to bring people in and let them leave with something of value, whether they're talking about a, a new a new lake and picking the brain of a, of a longtime guide or they're talking to a, NWT, you know, angler about tactics, you could really get that all under one roof. And if you want to leave with a new JT rod, we're okay with that too. Yeah, I bet. But uh, (laughs) that's the big thing about it though, Joe, that that you seem to be more on the education side. Of of course, you want to sell your product too, but it's just like anything else. If you don't know how to turn the wrench or use the wrench the right way or know how to use the drill or the hammer the right way, it's not going to be as much of a benefit to you than if you actually know how to use your tool. And just like anything else, a fishing rod is a tool. Bingo. That that's that's spot on, Stan. Education sales are a byproduct of of educating. There, there's no sense in in selling somebody a tool if they don't know how to use it. Um, the most important thing uh, to us, and as a business owner. Is, is making sure I'm, I'm solving the customer's problem. You know, if I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing my job or I'm not doing a good job of it. So the first thing we're asking is, you know, what do you like to fish for? What, what kind of lures um, do you use? Where do you fish? What's the size of the fish? Our rods are real technique specific. So, for example, if I sell them a, a snare rod and the guy's interested in a, you know, a finesse jigging stick, That'd be a horrible setup for him. I'd, I'd never want that. He, it would be a it'd be a terrible rod for that application. So it's very important for us to make sure that we're figuring out what the customer needs, make sure we're solving their problem and giving them an advantage with, with our product. So we are heavy on the education part, and you know I have a passion for it. I like I like educating and helping others. So it's it's a it's a good fit within our business model. One of the smartest guys in the room, it's Joe Bricko here from JT Outdoor Products. And we promise we won't keep you waiting too much longer. We'll definitely get to that next. He's got a couple of new ice rods out and another innovative product that you need to hear about as well from JT Outdoor Products. We'll do that next here when Outdoor Adventures returns. The news is next here on Twin Cities News Talk. Into the second half of Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and anywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Get that iHeartRadio app and just search Outdoor Adventures, and we'd appreciate it. If you like the show, give us a follow and a like, and then you'll always get a notification whenever we post something new. And also don't forget, you can find all our friends and family, pictures, videos, commentary on our Facebook page as well. To search Outdoor Adventures, Stan Poggle and Chris Kuduk, and we're chatting with Joe Bricko of JT Outdoor Products. And, uh, Joe, you're talking about the education stuff, and there's a chance for people to get educated uh, yet this weekend. You guys got a big show going on right now, don't you? We do. We, we have uh, have some of our team members are, are down at the uh, Ice Institute in Sioux Falls, so it's always a great show for us. Um, Sioux Falls is a great market, a lot of diehard fishermen. Uh, you even see a lot of guys come over from Nebraska, so you get a, you get a pretty wide reach over there. 
Uh, it, is, it is a great show. Uh, we really enjoy being there, and um, that'll run through uh, tomorrow as well. So anyone in the Sioux Falls area, if you want to check out our products or talk to uh, any of our pros that'll that'll be representing us there, um, stop out there tomorrow. Well, we've made them wait long enough here, Joe. You have three new ice rods I hear out, and you have something, uh, a new spin on a, a something that's been used for years, but this sounds like something that's going to be pretty incredible. I'm not sure which one you want to start with, but uh, you have the floor. Let's hear about all this new fun stuff from JT Outdoor Products. Yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe we save the, save the best for last. So we, we, do, have, we do have three new, three new rods. Um, we spend a lot of time innovating. I, I'm a big, I'm a big believer that to continue to grow business, you, you have to innovate. You got to have things cutting edge and you got to be pushing the envelope. So that's, that's a big part of what we do. We talked about the education. So really those two things that that's who we are. Um, but as far as the new rod releases, uh, last year we came out with a rod called the, called the rogue did end up winning best of show at, uh, at Fargo. And that was a, that was a big accomplishment for us and, a and a great award. So we've expanded on that line. So the Rogue is a panfish rod. It's really a do-everything panfish rod. It's a, it's a power noodle type of blank, real extra fast um, type of action. So we've added a, a 24-inch. We'd really call that a, a sight rod, really a, a precision type of rod, and then a, a longer uh, blank as well in the 35. So now we have three lengths uh, within the Rogue series, the 24, the 32, which we came out with last year, and then a a 35 so that's that's been a nice addition and, and they're selling like crazy already and uh you got any new uh spring bobbers out for them rods yeah and that's that's really the most exciting part i said uh, uh, keep the best for last so <laughs> not to leave you in suspense any longer but we've been we've been prototyping this new spring bobber that we um really came up with the concept uh, a, a few years back um, one of the one of the complaints or one of the, the the disses I would say to to spring bobbers is they uh, they'll have a they'll have a hinging type effect which which means you can't you can't run a a, a real wide variety of of lure weights on a, on a spring bobber they really match to a couple specific lure weights and that's really because um, the diameter of the wire is all, all the same length. So it'll, it'll hinge off that, that rod blank when you put it on, when you use it as a tip of a rod. So what we've done is we've, we've designed and we have patent pending um, a tapered wire spring bobber. So we use uh, a special blend of, of titanium that'll keep its, um, its springiness in cold temperatures because titanium does lose its, uh, its spring rate in the cold. So we do have a proprietary blend. And what we've been able to do here, and this is the first of its kind in, in the market, and we're, we're pretty proud of it, is taper that material. So that tip of that rod is is a tapered piece, kind of like your blank would be. So have that as titanium. It's super durable and way more sensitive than you can bring down any traditional type of material. So there's no graphite or any carbon fiber or uh, fiberglass that you could bring down to being this sensitive and have it not just break. So it's really the most sensitive, versatile tip really in the industry today. And you're going to have them, them are all on your, your, your panfish rods. So if, if they want, you can get them with or without on your, on your new rods if they order them. 
Yeah, it's on the 35-inch panhandler is what, what we put that on, and you can order that rod with that tip or, or without. And I can tell you that uh, those orders are rolling in faster than I can build those. That's actually what I'm doing here today while the other guys are at the Ice Institute or other teammates. I'm, I'm trying to keep up with those. So it's, it's made a big class, and um, we're, uh, we're cranking as fast as we can. So, um, And we'll, we'll continue to keep band on that but for this year it's on that 35 inch uh, panhandler and joe uh call me stupid but it is is it like integrated in the rod or is it in addition to the end of the the tip of the rod yeah that's a that's a great question really important to understand that um it is an extension of that rod blank so we 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 serve it in with with the thread and then epoxy that right in so if you look at it it, it basically looks like it's it's part of that blank so it's not it's not clipped on spring bobbers is a pass. People didn't like them because there was, there were a clip on method and then they would turn off to the side or they'd kink or bend or whatever have you. So they, they got a bad rap, but spring bobbers are tremendously effective. I mean, as far as visual bite detection and having sensitivity, nothing compares. There's nothing even remotely close. So doing it correctly has really changed the game. It's, it's all about, serving it right into the rod so it's an extension it's an integral part and then this new design this new cutting edge design with having that that taper like like a rod would when you look at a rod you know that the tip is a fine diameter and then it, it grows throughout it gets the, the taper of that gets bigger so that progressively loads so you can you can take and hold a wide variety of lures the tip will be sensitive and but then the midsection of the rods are obviously going to be able to you're going to fight the fish there you're going to uh, be able to hold uh, heavier weights. It's really what makes a rod function is that taper. We've put that into the tip now into the spring. And I'm guessing, you know, with the with the coming on of, of tungsten in the past few years, that's probably a a good thing to have. Yeah, it, it is because that that very little end part, you know, the movement of a three millimeter tungsten. And if you've been around three millimeter tungsten, I mean, you almost need a microfine glass to to tie the darn thing on it's so small and then with that tapered you could run all the way up to, to small spoons and it's not just going to fold over and be ineffective because it has that progressive type of, of load with with holding those different weights so it's really a universal spring bobber never had a universal spring bobber ever you have to match your lure specific to whatever diameter that wire was in the past and if they can't get to the show here this weekend, uh, we got one coming up in Blaine, I know, and then we got the big one up at St. Paul. You'll be there as well, I'm guessing. Oh, uh, we will. Yeah, it's a it's a real whirlwind this time of year. We'll go from from Sioux Falls to to Blaine, uh, and then uh, Blaine. We're at uh, St. Paul, the, the the big show, and then we'll wrap up in uh, in Fargo, back to back to where I went to college. So it's always fun to get back to the college town. And you got a great website too. You want to throw that out before we go, so people can maybe check out what you have and 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 what they all entail. You got a lot of detail on there too, which is which I I have to commend you on that too, because sometimes you go to these places and you know they have a picture and a price and there's not a whole lot more, but you you got to break it down what the rod and what you know techniques and what species it's for and all that. So it's it's really done well. So where do people find more info on you guys? Yeah, thanks for that. My my wife works really hard at that. She's a she's an absolute uh, workhorse on that end of the business. So um, without her, I'd be in a real pickle. <laughs> so she keeps that website uh, 
really up to date and keeps that education on there. Uh, but the website is uh, JTODP, so it's JT Outdoor Products Abbreviated, and that's where you can find us on the web. Um, you can also find us on uh, on Facebook. So we we do a lot of educational pieces on there. We'll do what's called Shop Talk Tips, which is basically me in the shop explaining, you know, how we do things, how, how we're different, what's unique, how it can give the angler an advantage. So a lot of people like you, also, you also got some new stuff for holding your reels on too. I understand you got some stuff for that too this year. Yeah, almost forgot about that. Yeah, that's uh, that's gone off real well. Also, it's uh, we call it the Sure Grip Reel Tape. So a few years back, we released a new handle type, which is uh, which is a copolymer um, material. So it's like a rubberized feel, kind of like a golf grip, and that that became just wildly popular. So we thought, well. Why don't we create a, a, a tape like that with that same texture and that same feel where you could tape your reel on? Because you have this really nice feeling grip, and a lot of times when you have to put your reel on, a lot of that nice feel gets covered up. So we wanted to we wanted to transfer that to the end result and create a tape with that. So we do have the new shirt grip tape, and that's that's available on the website again at uh, jtodp.com. Any retail stores, Joe? Where you guys got your odds at any at, at this time or not? We do. We have, um, uh, we're in five different shield stores. So that'd be kind of the most known, um, retailer. Um, so there'll be, a, we'll have a list of those on the website. And then we have a lot of, a lot of independent stores. We're, we're really grassroots companies. So we, we like to focus on those, on those, those smaller, uh, I call them specialty, um, type of shops. Uh, so we have some across Minnesota, Iowa, North Dakota, Wisconsin, um, even out to, to New York where we're adding some and I'm adding, uh, new retailer out in Canada and looking at a few others even in Michigan. So we're, we're expanding a bit with, with the right kind of partners. Again, we, we want that specialty feel where the customer's still going to get that education uh, piece with it. That's real important to us. Great products. Check them out. JTODP.com is the website, JT Outdoor Products. Joe Bricko, thanks again for checking into Outdoor Adventures. We always appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend. Excellent. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Take care. Take care. Uh, once again, is Joe Bricko. You can check him out on the web, jtodp.com. One final segment to go here on Outdoor Adventures. We'll preview some of the ice fishing shows coming up. Of course, ice season is almost upon us, and looks like it's getting real close up north here in the metro. So we'll chat a little ice fishing and some good news out of the West Tonka Walleye program recently as well. We'll review that when we return here on Outdoor Adventures, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130. FM 103.5 and anywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Final segment of Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and anywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. You can just download that for free and search Outdoor Adventures, and you can listen to us two goonies anytime, anywhere on that free iHeartRadio app. And Kudak, too, we wanted to remind folks, if if they ended up lucky out in the woods this week, and I'm not talking about that kind of lucky, I'm talking about getting a deer here this weekend. You can you can post that on our Facebook page. Just search Outdoor Adventures, and 
You can post it up there because we always like to see people having fun out there. You know, even if you didn't get a deer and you had something crazy happen at deer camp, I mean, there's always, when you get a bunch of hunters involved, there's always a little bit of, little bit of mischief going on. Well, do you think that the governor uh, turmoil shot one and, and the indigenous one shot one this weekend? It'll be interesting to see if, if they even put orange on and walked out to get their vehicle. Well, it's funny you mention that because I know when they had the, the pheasant opener here a few weeks ago and I saw the video where supposedly Governor Walsh shot a pheasant, but there was a little bit of editing involved there, so you really never got the clear shot because, you know, you know the uh, certain people, you can't show a kill shot because that would just not be humane, so they kind of edited that part out. So you really don't know if he actually shot it, but... You know, we were normally up at, we were, you know, scheduled to be in Fergus Falls this year for the deer hunting opener, which we've attended for the last, what, five, six years. But we decided to stay home and have our own fun this time, didn't we, buddy? That's right. We got uh, we got other things to do than wasting our time going up there with them. And uh, you know what? It, it turned out that uh, it was a smart idea. One thing I did want to mention, this is really good news out of my neck of the woods, Kudak, the West Tonka Walleye Program. I seen the the bait trucks going down the road, and I said, I bet you Johnny Range is out there dumping walleyes into Lake Minnetonka again. And sure enough, I check online, and and just buckets and buckets and buckets and buckets and buckets and buckets full of healthy, you know, like 6 to 12-inch baby walleyes going into Lake Minnetonka. And I heard here just a couple of days after that that they had another big, this was a big truck coming in to deliver more small little baby walleye into Lake Minnetonka. So they're doing some really good things. And we discuss this all the time. And I know I know it gets under your skin probably a bit more than, than under my skin, but the... It's a good thing that's been doing by done by the citizens, and I guess for lack of a better term, no help from the DNR. They're doing great things out there on Lake Minnetonka. Yeah, you you bet there. You got to give Johnny and them guys over there, you know, a lot of credit for doing what they're doing. You know, where where's all this this money going that the DNR is getting from the lotteries and all this stuff? Where you know they're not doing nothing. They don't. You know, they don't even do work on the boat ramps up there at Malax or, or, or you know, it, it's it's a sad situation that you know the public is is putting money in there and then the DNR are coming over and telling you you can you can only take this many fish or you can take that many fish. Well, you know, you guys ain't stocking these lakes, so you shouldn't have nothing to say about them. And that is one of the things. There is no slot limit technically on Minnetonka, but because of this West Tonka Walleye Program and all the funding that goes into it, and it's all private donations, they have a big fundraiser in April where they have you know raffles and drawings and lotteries and all this fun stuff. They have a meal and and uh, a presentation and all that, and they also helped out. You know, they're doing these uh, carp tournaments now where where they're trying to rid the lake of, of some of those bottom feeders that are kind of ruining some of the habitat, some of the spawning habitat there on Lake Minnetonka. So so they're doing a, a lot of good stuff, and so they have an, implemented a voluntary slot limit of 16 and under. So if you catch anything under 16, they ask, you know, as a walleye, if you'd please throw that back so we can 
you know, there are a lot of big walleyes in that lake already, but uh, it's it's definitely starting to increase that kind of eater-sized walleye out there. And I've noticed that over the last few years, and I think if everybody kind of abides by this, you know, under-16 rule, I, I think there's some, some really, really good walleye fishing uh, to be had by a lot of people out in that lake. Oh, you bet. That I mean, and most of the people, they... They'll they'll abide by that because they want to see the lake. They're fishermen. They're sportsmen. They want to see the fish grow and, and have a fishery over there. Yeah. So if you can't help out the West Talk Walleye Program, you can uh, find them on Facebook. Uh, we have plenty of posts. We've had them on here on Outdoor Adventures plenty of time. Uh, you can look up Johnny Range there, or you can go to four seven two fish dot org as well. And a nonprofit organization doing great things out there on the Lake Minnetonka area, and they're hoping I. Heard too to maybe expand it to some of the other metro lakes. So we will see how that goes in the future. But if there's anything, you know, the holidays are coming up. If you got a few extra bucks, that is definitely one that we attest to that does a does a great job with 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 your donation and and does great things out there in the Lake Minnetonka area. Chat a little bit about it with Joe, but the big ice fishing show coming up December sixth through the eighth here in St. Paul, Kuduk and. I know we chatted with Joe. He's got a few new rods and that uh, uh, amazing technologically advanced uh, spring bobber they got on their new rods as well. But always a good time. I know I had a buddy that was asking about it already when we're going. So a lot of people getting anxious. Oh, yeah. That's that's always uh, you know, kind of the start of ice fishing. You get that one over there in Blaine at, at that hard water show. And then you know, a week or so after that or whatever it is, is, is the one that... Uh, St. Paul and the St. Paul one, I mean, that's where everybody goes and sees the products. They got vendors there. They got rod guys there, fish houses. I mean, anything you want is under one roof. And, and it, you know, usually it's so crowded you can't walk around because there's so many people there. And you got everything there. You got snow suits and boots and tackle. And, you know, you can buy, you can always, somebody's always got a good deal over there. You got your Vexlars and, and you got guys from Devil's Lake over there. I mean, it's, it's everything under one roof. And, if you've never been there, you got to go see it because it's a fun show to go to. And not only that, but, I mean, speaking of fun, guess who else is there? You and I. I mean, you don't get many opportunities to see see the legends here, do you? No, no. We get there usually Friday and, and, and get, get some radio interviews done and see all our old buddies, and then we get the heck out of there. That is right. So if you want to check us there uh, the first day on December 6th, I believe it's a Friday, uh, that is a good day to catch uh, Kuduk and myself. We'll be down there horsing around, and I'll probably have a beer in my hand, and Kuduk will probably be dragging me around by me here. Well, I'm going to get one of them little scooter carts this year to drive around it, I think. Oh, boy, here we go. You'd be running people over left and right. I can almost imagine that. You you get us in trouble down there. Well, that's okay. I get the siren, in, siren on the top and the horn, and off <laughs> we go. <laughs> Uh, that would be a sight to see. I, I actually hope you get one now so I can take some pictures and video of you. That'd be that'd be good for our Facebook page. But uh, I want to remind you, too, we should be finding out. We'll let you know here next week. Hopefully by then we will know the regs on Mille Lacs this winter. I know we had a one-fish limit last year, but it wasn't for long. And uh, I'm guessing that's probably about as good as we're going to get this year, huh? Yeah, I would imagine, you know, they're just, you know, it's like I said, it's so much politics. But you, you know, you 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 look what happened up there this summer. 
you know, we're bass fishing, we're catching all these walleyes, and the guys that are catching catching walleyes are catching bass in the shallow water, and lake's, lake's full of fish. You know what? Get rid of the situation, take the nets out of the lake, go back to the way it was back years ago, quit playing politics, and, and get the businesses back up and running. You know, you guys go over and try, instead of going on public launches this winter, go over and see the guys at Agate Bay, go over and see Terry's Boat Harbor, pay for an access path, Support these people, these, these businessmen in the lake. You know, go around to these guys that have got a, you know, plowed roads. And, you know what? They'll help you out if you break down. You go out on public access or sneak out somewhere. You break down, you're on your own up there. And another thing before we forget, we only got about 30 seconds, but our good friend Tim Lesmeister and our other good friend Steve Panaz inducted into the Minnesota Fishing Hall of Fame. So we have to give them a shout-out. Yeah, yeah. They both got inducted into the Minnesota Hall of Fame, so... They'll be at the the, uh, the show here this spring, the, the big Minneapolis show, getting their awards, I would imagine. And uh, Les Meister, hopefully he'll be back from Florida or Alaska or wherever he's going. Who knows where he's going? But Panaz, we know where he's at. He'll be out ice fishing this winter. Yeah, we will definitely find him. That is legendary guide and freshwater fishing Hall of Famer Chris Kudak. I'm average everyday outdoorsman and two-time reigning bottle bass champion Stan Poggle. Enjoy your time in the outdoors. The Minnesota Beer Cast with Drew and Schmitty. That's coming up at the top of the hour here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. See ya.